I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Canto by Dispatch. Today I'm Brittany and joining me today, as always, is my friend Emily Lynn. Hi Emily. Hi Brittany. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I didn't wake up with a migraine today, so Okay, that's great. always good. Yeah, I had them like for like three days in a row. So <clears throat> Oh, that's nuts. It's a bad way to wake up. <sighs> You're telling me, but it was weird because it's like I'd wake up and be fine, but like as I would start like going on with my day, then it'd be like, oh hey, forget about me, I'm here, I'm gonna be knocking on your head for the next twelve to eighteen hours. Yeah, that's always fun. Yeah, it is. So I've just been like sleeping in and trying not to do anything too dangerous. D- dangerous. I don't know, like, like dangerous to my brain. Cliff diving. No. Well, I'll, I'll talk more about dangerous things later in the show. But uh, how was your week? It was okay. Like, stressful because there's just so much work to do before um, I'm on vacation for two weeks. So. Hmm. That's well, hopefully that goes fast, The all the work that you have to do and everything. Yeah, no, I need it to not go fast because I'm too stressed out about it. Like, there's too much to do, so. I'm sorry. I wish I could help. Hmm. Oh, and I have to write fanfic still for Steel, and I haven't done it yet. Oh, no. Oh, that's official. Well, I don't know if it's official, official, like, I'm supposed to be doing it, we'll see. I mean, last time I wrote it down, like, I mean, last time I didn't go to Celebration, but I think I mailed it to him, like, the day before he left for Celebration, like, he was reading it on the plane. And I wrote it in about, (laughs) like, a panicked four hours or something, so. I think that's sort of the only way to do it. I couldn't even tell. Well, it's supposed to be bad, so... That helps if you're doing it last minute, but I don't know. I don't know. I have a plot yet, so we'll see. Hmm. You just have like certain characters that you want? Yeah, it's a secret. Okay. Okay. That sounds fun. 
Hmm. Yeah. <sighs> well, Emily, I went to that steakhouse last Sunday, and I, I should have listened to you on your recommendations. Oh, God damn it. Um, what did you do? Well, okay. Okay. First off, we, we got that, uh, what was that? That pork that you were talking about? Uh-huh. Or the pork belly? That was that was good. Okay, that's good. Yeah. And for some reason, like before that, Carlos and I decided that we wanted to go to a bar and get a couple of drinks before. But it was a really nice bar. It was like overlooking both Disney parks. And it was really nice. But, you know, I got there and I wasn't like starving. So I'm like, I'm going to get the salmon because it looks like the smallest thing on the menu. <sighs> I know. Don't get salmon at a steakhouse. I know. But Carlos got like the, the house steak and that was amazing. Is that what's on top of it? Oh, it was a crab cake with a burn anise. Okay. That's like some like fancy butter. The crab cake was okay, but the, the butter was good because all butter is good. Is that bone marrow next to it? Yeah. <laughs> I do love bone marrow. It was really good. And then we got some like chocolate mousse at the end of it. And it was funny because I made the reservation. So the waitress kept addressing us as Mr. and Mrs. Brown. Aw. <laughs> so the whole night I was just calling him Mr. Brown, which is kind of weird because that makes me think of my dad. <laughs> like after every time I would say it, I'm like, I need to stop. <laughs> but. But yeah, we we did good, you know, but I got to say that first steakhouse that we went to was like way better, but it was nice to know that I'm not missing out. Oh, yeah. Then the lobster mac and cheese. That was delicious. Oh, truffle lobster mac and cheese. See, that sounds good. I would say your mistake was just don't go to steakhouses two times in a row. I guess, but I always want to like, I want it all. You but know, then you do like, like you go to the steakhouse and then the next time you do like fancy Italian place or French or like high end sushi. Something that's high end sushi. Something that's not like in direct comparison. Yeah. I do that too much. I always like want to like compare and contrast things too much. But I don't know. It was a fun experience. You know, it was a fun Disney thing to do. They do have like a three course Italian place, but that's in one of the places in the park and our passes weren't working uh, that day. Okay. So. Hmm. But yeah, so now I need your help with something. Okay. Is it food related? No, unfortunately. <sighs> okay. okay. So this weekend is my best friend's bachelorette party. Uh-huh. And we're going clubbing. Ugh. What do I wear to a club? Oh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm 35 <laughs> years old. I don't know what to wear to a club. <laughs> well, I thought I'd ask. Okay. Because I have no fucking idea. Tight and not much. Yeah, but Emily, like I, I'm a modest woman, a modest, curvy woman. Okay, but do you have any like then like show some leg or something at least? Do you have like some short skirts? 
I think so. I think I still have a leather skirt in there somewhere, but I don't know. I don't feel like leather in a club. Maybe I'll just buy something. That always makes me feel better. <laughs> something that's nice and will show off my boobs. There you go. Yeah. So that should be fun. But yeah, of, of course, this is right before uh, celebration. So if I'm still drunk <laughs> when I get to the the Airbnb, you'll know why. <laughs> that's some really good timing. Yeah. I know, like, the next two months are crazy with, like, plans. Like, there's weddings, and then I graduate. Well, I'm already I'm already graduated. Like, my diploma is in some envelope on my counter. And then, because I had to go on Tuesday, I had to wait in a two-hour line to get my cap and gown. And that made me hate my university even more. Two hours, Emily. Do you know what I've been? Con- do you know what I could have been doing in those two hours? I mean, probably not anything useful, anyway. So, I guess. But it was just—it was hot. It was long, and then the worst part was is that so they told us because they called it grad fest to try to like excite everyone, and the reason why they do that is so that. You have to get your tickets, but you're only given a certain amount of tickets for graduation. Yeah, and then you have to, go, and then you have to go back like two days before your graduation to ask for more tickets, which that isn't stressful at all. And then everything's like 20 percent off because you're getting it like as soon as possible. And it was only Tuesday and Wednesday, and those days both suck because I work graveyards, or those are the two days I work graveyards. Mm -hmm. So then after Wednesday, I get an email from the school saying, oh, we extended grad fest to Friday. (laughs) But oh, well, I mean, I'm glad I got got everything taken care of. But still, (sighs) I would have not had to wait in that giant line. And it was funny because one of my coworkers, she's graduating, too, and I warned her about it. And because I warned her about it, she only had to wait in a 25 minute line. So. I did some good this week. Trying to rem- I don't really remember much about my graduation at all. I remember my community college one. And I remember I was just FaceTiming my parents the whole time. <laughs> Which I'll probably be doing that again because, um, yeah, I mean, I... I wish I was more excited about oh, more excited about like graduating or like the whole graduation ceremony thing, but this is going to be my third time doing it. So yeah. I'm just done. It's but. also, I would say probably more exciting if you've like been on campus for four years, you know, because then it's like more of an emotional thing where it's not just graduation, but it's like, okay, this has been my home for four years. These are all my people. Yeah. This was my home for only a year. And, you know, in community college, I was more invested. You know, I did sports. I was there for a longer period of time. So I feel like that was more. 
but I wasn't really in a good headspace then, but I wasn't in a good headspace here because I was just stressed for a whole year. So I hate having to revisit how unhappy and how stressed I was when I was there. So that's probably why I'm not li- really looking forward to graduating. Yeah. But it just sucks because my mom's like really excited. She wants to spend like a lot of money like getting like the like like hang like the I forget what it's called, but it's like the thing you put your diploma in and then you put your like your sash in it too, like one of the like the hanging things or in, I don't even know, but she wants to spend a lot of money doing that because she's like, you're going to be proud of your accomplishments. And I'm like, obviously not right now because my diploma is still in an envelope. <laughs> Mine's in its little scroll case that it came in. I took it out exactly mm-hmm. one time to make sure that everything was spelled correctly. Although our diplomas are in Latin, so I can't, which, which apparently can be a problem. One of my friends was like trying to get into oh some grad school program in, in Europe or something where he had to, like he had to send them, you know, a picture of his diploma, like a copy of his diploma. But he had to go and have it be like professionally translated because it's in Latin. Oh. I'm like, oh, thanks for giving it. Like, like it's like, I guess it's, you know, it's a pretty old school and they're being like, look at our cool, impressive dead language, but it's not exactly useful. Hmm. Yeah, here. I took a picture. I'm too lazy to, like, grab my diploma. So I have a picture of it. I had to take it. Oh, no, because thank God, like, I took a picture of it. So if I have, like, any questions or if I want to show anyone anything, I can just, like, show them the picture. Because the last time I took it out of the envelope, I was showing it to Carlos because I was like, do you want to touch it? Do you want to touch my diploma? (laughs) Some hot foreplay you guys have. (laughs) We like to keep things spicy. All right, where where is she? Yeah, because I got an email from the school saying that like I I didn't get on honor roll, which I'm disappointed in myself in, but that was probably because I did so shitty in community college. Um, I did get like this like well, I did good in my major, so like they just said, oh, you got a distinction in criminal or criminal justice. So I was like, okay, I guess that's kind of cool, but yeah, everything's in. English, the trustees of the California State University, upon recommendation of the faculty, have conferred upon Brittany Lee Brown the degree of Bachelor of Science in Applied Arts and Sciences, Criminal Justice. <laughs> nice picture you, you sent me. Aw, I like your bear. Oh, yeah, that's my college bear. Aw. It guards my diploma. I used to have one of those. Actually, yeah, I have a bear guarding my uh, high school and community college diploma. They're both the same size, so I put my high school one in the back and my college one in the front. I wonder where my high school diploma is. It is either somewhere in my parents' house or somewhere in a landfill. <laughs> a landfill. Maybe. I don't know. If you ever want it, I think you can contact your high school and be like, hey, I lost my diploma. And I think it costs 
Well, because I know a college diploma costs like $35 to replace. So I imagine a high school one would either be half or like a little bit lower. I mean, I can't imagine the circumstances under which I would need to prove my high school diploma to anybody. Eh. You never know. You always have to expect the unexpected. That's what my dad always tells me. Okay. Emily, we're, we're going to see each other soon. It's going to be nine days. Nine days from when we're recording this, but only like, what, like three days and four days from when it goes up? Yeah. No, I'm not excited. I'm just anxious right now. Everything is just anxious. Not about meeting you, but just like the whole, the only thing I feel about celebration right now is anxiety. I was talking to my mom yesterday and she's like, are you excited? I'm like, no, I'm not at all. Like I'll have fun. I know I'll have fun when I get there, but until then it's just pure anxiety. I'm never excited for any, no, I'm never excited for anything that isn't like happening soon. If it's anything new where I have to like travel or go to a new place or like meet new people. I was excited when I bought my celebration tickets a year ago or whenever the fuck we bought those, but the closer it gets, the less excited I am. Yeah, I knew it was real when I saw my work schedule and got all the death threats from my coworkers whose shifts had to be switched because I'm going. No, I'm kidding. I got some people that are like, oh, I have to work seven to three the whole week now. Well, not the whole week, like only five days. But I was like, I'm sorry. They're like, no, I'm kidding. But still, I'm I'm sorry. But yeah, I'm nervous. I'm excited. <sighs> But but nervous. It, it hit me yesterday how many people we're gonna meet, and Ugh, I'm excited to meet people. all you people. But I'm excited to meet some of you people. Mm-hmm. And because I already have, uh, I don't know if I've told you about my list. Because I have a list of uh, things I need to bring, like everything from my celebration badge to my pajama pants. Like I have a list of everything. Those are good things to remember. If there's one thing I love more than life itself and bread is my pajama pants. I just love pajama pants. Like they're just so comfortable. And I I love this like certain pair of pajama pants and I have three similar pairs of them. That's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I think I'm bringing, how many pajama pants am I bringing? Six. So. I'm sorry. Say that again. <laughs> I'm bringing six pairs of pajama pants. That seems <laughs> excessive. No, that's like the normal like vacation wear. I need to wear something when I go to sleep. You don't have to wear a new pair of pajama pants every day. I do that because I'm weird. Because I like going to sleep in like clean clothes. <laughs> How dirty are your bed? Um, I wash the sheets like uh, once a month. I can't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna wear a new pair of pajama pants every fucking. I'm bringing one pair of pajama pants. I'll wash. I'll wear them for the week. I'll wash them when I get to my parents' house, and then I'll wear them the next four days, and then I will go home and wash them. <laughs> I also have a list of all the leggings I'm going to bring and all the shirts and then all the electronics and then I have to go buy like uh, 
Oh, uh, maybe I'll wait until I'm in Chicago because I have to do like the buy like the the soap or like the little mini soaps that they have and like the mini like uh shampoo and conditioner and all that stuff. I would just say because we're all like I just say we fucking buy a couple bottles of sh- like shampoo and shit that everybody can use. Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, there's like what fifteen of us staying at this Airbnb. A lot of people. We're going to be very close to 15 people when we leave Chicago. Oh, I'm just going to hate everyone. Okay, well, um, we got through 85 episodes. Uh, Emily, it was except really nice. Eric, except, that- except Eric Strathers. I won't hate Eric Strathers. Yeah, he's he's perfect. Yeah. Don't hate Rusty. Rusty's not bad. Him and Eric are like the same, not like on like the same level, but you can't hate Rusty Brown. And I'm not saying that because I'm his sister, but he's just, he's a good kid all around, even though he's almost 21. <laughs> he's still 12 to me. I can't wait to like be able to go out to eat with everyone and to do fun things with everyone and. Well, Emily, you yeah. uh, you've been eating a lot of good food lately, and making a lot of good food lately. I burnt my arm. No, how'd you do that? Well, the weird thing is, is it's in a, like I burnt like it's a little burn on like my bicep, which is a weird place to burn your arm when you're taking hot pans out of the oven. But I was doing. I had some asparagus that I was doing, like roasted, and I took it out because it was done, but I still had to like wait on the pork chops I was making, and then I had to move it from the stove, and I guess I picked it up in such a way, instead of just like grabbing it by the thing, I had it like cradled in my arm, and then I guess I must have hit against it when it was still really hot, but now I have this ugly welt on my bicep from asparagus. Aww. Anyway, I made pork chops. That were stuffed with a mixture of goat cheese and shallot and a little bit of lemon juice. And then I coated them in panko and pan fried them. And then I baked them off in the oven. And then I made a cream sauce with some of the leftover goat cheese mixture and cream and butter and more shallot and lots and lots of blue cheese. And then at the end, I put some crushed up roasted almonds on them dude how good was that it was very good it was very rich like you see the plate and it looks at least like decently healthy like you can tell oh there's some cream sauce on that pork chop but there's so much fucking fat in that dish it's crazy because there's like three like it's stuffed with goat cheese the sauce has cream and butter and goat cheese and blue cheese and some parmesan cheese it's way too yeah it was not healthy Hmm. Yeah, I'm not the biggest pork chop person, pork chop person, but you made pork chops look good with like that sauce on top, and then like it was stuffed with like goat cheese, right? Yeah, goat cheese and happiness. Yeah, goat cheese and happiness. Yeah, and then you had salmon the other day. Yeah, 
I can cook. Are you going to cook at Celebration? Um, I mean, just not like anything fancy, but I'm assuming we're not going to want to eat every single meal out. And at some point we're going to do like, I don't know, like taco night or something. That'd be so cute. That makes me so happy. Taco night. Taco night with Emily. <sighs> How are we going to get that many people at a table? That's a lot of people. <sighs> okay. Well, I'm glad that your food making has been successful other than the welt on your arm. Have you put like ointment or anything on it? No, because it doesn't really hurt. Like it hurts if I like bump it up against something, but it's not really in a place that I'm going to bump up against something. It hurts when I poke it, which I'm doing right now. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if I'd recommend you poking it, but that's just me. Don't you do that like when you have bruises and shit? You just poke at it. And you go, yeah, oh, I, should and really, then. I should really stop poking at that. But then you keep poking at it. Yeah, you're right. I, that, I'm guilty of that. Uh, so I don't know if you guys can tell, but there's no Star Wars news this week. <laughs> and I don't know how many times in this podcast we've had to say this. We started a Star Wars podcast at like the perfect time. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't have thought that we wouldn't have a title by now. Yeah. Or that we wouldn't know what the next movie coming out is. Yeah, I mean, like, I remember wanting to start a Star Wars podcast because of, like, all the, like, the crazy news that was, like, happening. And I feel like as soon as we started our podcast... <laughs> Everyone, like Lucasfilm, <laughs> Disney, they're like, hey, I've heard that, you know, there's a Canto Bite podcast out there and, you know, they keep stealing all of our names. So we need to just like stop coming out with news. And then everyone around them, especially JJ, JJ Abrams is like, yeah, let, let's keep it on the down low. Like, let's not even tell them the name of episode nine because there's a Canto Bite podcast. Yeah. Sorry, folks. It's all our fault. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I'll do better next time. But. All right. Well, the only news we really have was that there was this poster that came out that. Um, from my understanding, it looked like a promotional poster, like. Where you'd see like in stores or like you know retail, on toys like or something. Poster, not a theatrical poster. Yeah, but oh, and if you're really spoiler sensitive, I would. I mean, I'd qualify these as target spoilers because it's a poster. If it is real, which I believe it is, then it's artwork you're going to see in stores. Well, okay. I think some aspects of it are real, but. In the Steel Wars safe haven, someone posted like a zoom in picture of 3PO and C-3PO is holding Chewbacca's bow caster. You don't have to zoom in to see that. It's quite obvious. He's holding the bow caster and, and, and wearing his bandolier. Is it bad that it took me like three days to realize this? Yes. It was the first thing I noticed because I went... Holy fuck, if Chewbacca dies, I'm going to riot. 
Well, he's in the poster too. Well, yes, but I'm trying to like uh, the, the circumstances under which 3PO has his shit is probably not good things. I mean, <laughs> is granted, 3PO gonna be Chewbacca now? I granted, like, I feel like that if that if that would be a really bad thing to put in your poster in terms of like spoilers, but that was the first thing that came to mind is, oh my god, if Chewbacca is Chewbacca dead. Because 3PO sucks and Chewbacca is awesome. Yeah. And then there's that slug thing behind Finn. There is a slug thing. He looks kind of sad. And then you have the Knights of Ren. And then you have these uh, stormtroopers. Some of them are red, some of them are white. I don't know if that's just like the... If they're actually red, or that's just like the yeah. I was actually wondering that because I saw some people saying that these are like stormtroopers that are like delegated to the Knights of Ren. But I like when I first saw the poster, I just figured that was like just a design thing, you know, like it was like glowing yeah. red light or something. I mean, partially because it's right under Kago's saber. Well, by the way, how that like. The way that Kylo is holding that lightsaber is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. His hands are so close to the mini blades the, that the grip is so he's gonna lose a finger. The grip is so weird. Like, I guess, like the only way to you would be holding like that if you were stabbing somebody like off to your side or behind you, I guess. But even then, it seems like that'd be a really awkward way to hold it. Yeah, I'm sad too that he's uh, he has the helmet back on. I really like helmetless Kylo Ren, but that's the whole thing. It's, it's this is him like rededicating himself to being Kylo Ren. I guess, but I almost thought he was more menacing without the helmet than with. Yeah, but he's a little kid playing dress up. That's what you got to remember. Yeah, I forget that when I see Adam Driver. But we also see some other characters in this. We see a lady wearing purple. And then we see someone next to Chewbacca. And then we see... Oh, I thought Lando was in this. Did you even look at the poster? I'm I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> no, because um, I was reading an article and I saw them like post a picture of Lando in like, the cape. So that's why. But I'm looking at it right now. But it's funny because my my phone is looking at the faces in this. And they're like, hey, uh, which face is this? Is this someone in your family? I wish. So the lady next to Chewbacca is wearing a sweet, sweet cape. Yes, we like capes. And then the lady next to Poe reminds me of Zam Wessel because she's wearing purple. I'm assuming that's and... Carrie Russell. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. That'd be cool. I like Poe's scarf. 
I do like Poe's scarf. I wish he were a little more scruffy looking. Yeah. I would like a nice, like, a five o'clock shadow. But I don't know. I feel like some aspects of this poster, like, are real. And some of them are just like, oh, let's just stick this right here. Like, I feel like this is like a demo poster. Like, not... Like Honestly, just, uh... I think a lot of retail posters look like that. I think a lot of the, like the ones you can buy at Walmart for like 10 bucks or whatever, you know, they are all sort of like cheaply Photoshop looking. I guess that's true, but we also have to remember that we're probably going to get a poster uh, after the if we go if we are blessed enough to go to the panel, we will get a poster. And the poster is obviously going to look like 10 times better. Like the one that they gave out for episode eight was beautiful. And then we'll also probably get a poster for the Mandalorian. And okay. So there's a Phantom Menace panel. Do you think that they're going to announce something Obi-Wan? Because I'm willing to bet money that they will. If they're doing something with Obi-Wan, they're announcing it then. Yeah, I definitely think that they're going to announce that at a Phantom Menace because panel. Because there's no other there's no other panel that it makes sense to announce it at. But you do think that they're going there's going to be an Obi Wan thing. I mean, right? there's eventually going to be an Obi Wan thing. But also at this point, I'm sort of like, well, they haven't announced anything at all yet, so maybe we're just getting a whole lot of n- n- fucking nothing. I mean, they didn't even announce that the chances of six people in a group getting in are not likely that in the panel thing. But Jesus Christ, can we not talk, talk about, about like the lottery anymore? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I was just speaking for things that either were promised or not promised. My bad. But I don't know. That's the Star Wars news. Do I get the email? Um, do we want to talk about the Ben and Off and Wise trilogy rumors? Sure. Yeah, so uh a couple articles, screen rant, some other people are saying that. The Game of Thrones dudes are doing a film series that take place during the Old Republic and that they're going to begin filming in the fall. Yeah, it's sort of hard to know with this because on the one hand, it totally could be. But that's also been like any time a new Star Wars project has been announced that it's been like, oh, it's going to be the Old Republic. I feel like that's like the easiest thing for someone to do or to pick is something from the old Republic. Yeah, but yeah, but to remember is it's just a time period. Yeah, it's not the like it doesn't really like tell us anything in terms of story or in terms of it's like saying, oh, we're making a Western. I'm like, okay, well, just because like it still doesn't really tell us what the series is. So I wouldn't be surprised if they are making something in the Old Republic just because it's a no, 
known-ish quantity, you know, so you can have some sort of thing that you're telling people about that they, it's a familiar words to give people, but it could be a billion different things. So as much as it's not like, oh, they're doing older public that excites me because I have no, like, I never played those games. I don't have any, like, particular affection for it. But I'm not going to be like, oh, I don't want that because, again, you could tell a billion different stories then. Yeah. Did you play those games? No, I didn't. No, Did you? like, I mean, like, maybe for an hour or so one time. I've watched the gameplay, but for some reason, it's like, because it's eight hours long. Like, all the gameplay and, like, the cutscenes and everything. Yeah, that's because they're made to be played not to watch them on YouTube. <laughs> I'm too lazy to play them. I mean, though. if you if it were if you had paid seventy dollars for a game and there was only like twenty minutes of gameplay, I would imagine you'd be pretty fucking pissed. But I'd make a better YouTube video. <laughs> well, no, like the you know, like not when you're actually playing the game, but like the the scenes of like the people, like like kind of yeah. like the movie. No, but I'm saying it's like in in terms, long in terms movie. of gameplay, that's great. If you're playing a game for, because that was a game that was meant to be like really explored. So you're not, it's not like 90% of the game is those eight hours of cut scenes. It's not yeah. the game, it's not a failing of the game that you're consuming it in an entire way that it was not meant to be consumed. Oh no, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Like I, I don't. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, would I ever play these games? No. I mean, no people that still do, but I think that's cool to have something set in that timeline because I know that's a really popular timeline with people and I could see them doing really cool things with that. And especially with people with like more lightsabers than anything. Like that's, you know, my dad's favorite Star Wars movie is Attack of the Clones because he liked the Jedi arena scene. <laughs> And also, he's getting into Game of Thrones right now, so he's getting really excited that, you know, these guys are going to do something with Star Wars, or Benioff and Weiss, the Game of Thrones dudes. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I always forget that they're Benioff and Weiss. I just call them the Game of Thrones dudes. So, and a lot of people are probably really excited to see, like, what they're going to do because they do Game of Thrones. So... <sighs> all right do you have any other thoughts about that no all right do you want to get to email sure all right i'll read the first one we have a one from jim our loyal canto bitch i don't know does does he like being called a canto bitch know. okay uh we have a holdo theory dear canto bite pod Okay, so I have a Holdo theory based on The Last Jedi, and I'm curious what you think about it. I think Holdo knew Poe was going to do something drastic and maybe borderline stupid to try to save the day after she dismisses him from the bridge 
the first time. However, rather than to stop him, which would have been incredibly easy, she instead lets him go with his plan and essentially decides it's her backup plan because her plan doesn't work. Hmm. Now, I don't think she knew exactly what his plan was, which is why she's surprised when he tells her he has people on Snoke's ship. In fact, I think she's rather proud as she is surprised because even though Poe's plan didn't work, it was actually a fairly good plan and it relies him on trusting other people and not just hopping on a ship trying to blow everything, which is what she and Leia are trying to teach him. Plus, I think Poe's plan helped Holdos. When Rose and Finn leave for Canto Bight, I think Holdos saw them and realized that the supremacy wasn't scanning for smaller ships. This sparked the idea that she could use the shuttles down on crate. She knew that it would work because she saw Rose and Fed leave without any reaction from the First Order. You know, anyways, this is just my theory and I kind of like it because it shows that Holdo is really planning on multiple levels and is utilizing all resources without it being entirely obvious. Just my theory, but I'm curious what you think. Your listener, Jim. I like that. I like it. I will say it excuses Poe too much and is also ignoring the fact that he almost ruined everything. Like, I don't think she was planning on him commuting mutiny. I don't know. I like the part where she saw about, like, the ships that, you know, the First Order couldn't see them. So maybe, like, she saw that. Like, maybe she, she knew something was up when she saw those. And I feel like someone said those were just asteroids or something. Or debris. I haven't watched Last Jedi in a while. But I don't know. One of the things I was most surprised about from reactions to The Last Jedi were the ones about Holdo and how people thought that she was like holding back Poe or that she was just like a bitch. And I thought the total opposite. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not surprised by that at all. Because 95% of those people wouldn't have a problem with it if Holdo was played by like Sam Neill I don't know no I think it's an interesting theory Jim and I I don't I don't mind it too much but I I feel like it it just it it, it gives Poe too much credit for being a piece of shit yeah <laughs> Yeah, our, our faves make mistakes sometimes. And, and I say that as somebody who absolutely loves Poe. I don't know. But who knows if she actually like really knew what was going on or not. That'd be interesting if like we found out in this movie that she knew everything that was going on or whatever. But some mention of her in episode nine would be cool too. You know, because she sacrificed a lot for the resistance. You know, she flew that ship into Snoke's ship, which was amazing that she did that. She sacrificed her life to save everyone else. And I feel like that's something that is forgotten from The Last Jedi is that Hodo saved the day. And that's something, yeah. That's something that I forget, too, you know, thinking about this and thinking about the plan and everything. But. 
I don't know. Well, thank you, Jim. I really like this. I really like coming up when people come up with like ideas or theories about stuff that happened in the movies. But all right. Do we read the email from Andy? Sure. Andy says, Hello Hello there. Hey Cantabiters. I've always wanted to know if you were placed in the Star Wars universe as yourself, what era would you want what era would you be in? Prequels, original, sequel. Also, what would you do? Warn the Jedi about Palpatine, place a huge bet on Anakin in the pod race, or join Luke and hang out with the Porks? Keep up the fantastic work you all do. I will see you in two weeks, Andy. Less than two weeks now. Whoop. Okay. I'm placing a huge bet on Anakin. <laughs> That's the first thing I'm going to fucking do. I'm going to bet everything I own. Okay, now I have... Okay, my question is... If you're placed as myself into a fictional universe, is it sort of like our time travel rules in effect? As in, you know, like the you can totally fuck up the timeline because you know it's going to happen and you do something to change it. Like warning the Jedi about Palpatine or something. That's why I would just bet on the pod races. But do you have like but maybe you have a moral obligation to change everything? Well, what would happen if a random ass redhead from Earth goes into Star Wars and goes straight to Curzon and says, "Hey everyone, this guy is the bad guy. No one's going to fucking believe me." Ooh, but see, the Jedi have all sorts, like Yoda would be, or somebody would be like, hey, maybe this is something we should think about. And then all of the incredibly suspicious shit that he does would maybe twig something. I doubt it, because as oblivious as the Jedi were about Palpatine, like throughout the Clone Wars too, like he did some shady shit, you know? I just, I don't think that... I don't... Like, I'm saying if somebody says, hey, watch out for this guy, even if you don't necessarily be like, okay, total stranger, I'm going to take your word on it and we'll go arrest him now, you are going to watch that dude more closely. Yeah. (sighs) I guess. But then if Palpatine saw that, he would sense it would happen and then he'd kill me. Yeah, but maybe your sacrifice, say, you know stops to take over the empire i don't know if i'm ready to do that yet emily like i'm young i'm you know like i i don't know i mean (laughs) wow 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 (laughs) okay maybe for you i will i'm not there you're there or we're there separately. I'm gonna. I'm just chilling Dude, on Endor. You're giving me all the responsibilities, and you're on Endor. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm saying if I had me, that's where I'd go. I go to Endor, or I'd go to Cloud City and just hang out with Lando. That would be no. That's what I want to do. I want to go to Cloud City, and drink and sleep with Lando. Oh, I was gonna say define hangout, but I think I know now. <laughs> um. Yeah. yeah, because fucking Billy D. Williams at his prime? God damn. That's true. 
Yeah, I'd probably bet on the pod races and then go somewhere nice, like Outer Rim, where the Empire or the war wouldn't affect me or anything. They're the possible war. What would you do when the war starts affecting Cloud City, Emily? I would hopefully be chilling with the Ewoks by then. Then you just sort of transfer the problem along. You just, like, stay a little bit ahead of it. Yeah, but the Empire goes to Endor. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, you keep moving. So first you go to Cloud City and you bang Lando and then you go hang out with the Ewoks for a while and they can take care of themselves. And then, I don't know, then you go somewhere else. How would you hide from the Empire though? Because I know the Empire only gives like ships like certain rights to leave a planet or, you know. You're not going to be paying any attention to me. That's what everyone might say. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know why? Because ninety nine percent of the time it's true. You know how many ships are just around in the universe? Tons of them. They don't care. Yeah, they don't give a shit what's going on in Endor. Honestly, though, I'm surprised that you wouldn't go to you know live near one of the Imperial bases when Mendo's doing his training. Look, Mendo's got his own shit to do. I don't want to distract okay. him. He's got to like build a thing that can kill billions of people. So you're just gonna love him from afar. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I maybe if I could maybe like maybe if I could get maybe if I'm there like when he's at the academy or something, or like just starting out in his career before he gets the project. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Like maybe Mendo was trying to do like speed dating, you know, during all this too. You know, you never know. So maybe if he did, you should have gone to one of those speed dating or, sessions or or threesome with him and Galen. Because you know those two had sex. <laughs> really? Oh, not a doubt in my mind. Yeah, okay. Th- that sounds like a good idea. So, your Star Wars life is way more interesting than mine. Mine was just <laughs> get money. Yours is have a threesome with with the Mendo and Galen uh-huh. and then yeah. go to Cloud City yeah with Lando and then yes. go to Endor yeah and then where are you going after Endor um Arc 2 with the Porgs Yeah, maybe I just maybe I just go live in live in one of the huts and eat fish. Hmm, that sounds good. Maybe the you'll befriend the caretakers. Yeah, cuz I would leave them alone and not break their shit. Yeah, I feel bad about all the damage they had to fix there. Still one my one of my favorite scenes is when when that wheelbarrow gets crushed. It's so great. Yeah, that's funny. And you can go to one of like the caretaker like parties that we see in that deleted scene. Yeah, I love that little party. <laughs> Chewbacca was there. Oh, I love it. Seems like a good place to retire. Yeah, that's true. Oh, well, thank you, Andy, for the email. 
Um, we have a next email from first-time writer Kimberly. She says, hello. Hi, Emily and Brittany. It's Kimberly. Um, she is on Twitter as Alonsky Kimberly. A-L-L-O-N-S-Y Kimberly from Twitter and Instagram. So follow her. I'll put it in the show notes too. Yeah, follow her. I like Kimberly. Me too. This is my first time writing in. I don't have any questions or a top three or fuck, Mary kill, but just wanted to say how much I love your podcast. I look forward to listening to you ladies every Friday morning. Whether you're discussing Star Wars news or talking about food, makeup, or mendo, it's always so much fun. Keep up the great work. <laughs> oh, this is the episode for you. <laughs> and I hope to meet you both at Celebration. Aw. Oh, cool. You're, I, I, I admit that you're going to be there. Yeah, definitely. Um, If you're there all five days, especially, like, just shoot us a DM either on the Twitter, like, the account or on our individual accounts, and we'll find a time to meet up. Yes. And I'll force buttons upon you. A force, we'll force buttons, and you'll have to show us pictures of all your cats because you have a couple cats. I love all your cats. By the way, can I talk about how disappointed I am in us that we didn't get buttons that say "Today I'm Brittany"? <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it like just like a week too late. If I had thought about it the week before last, I totally could have gotten some. You would have put that on a button. Yes. <laughs> Is it that funny? Oh, it's amazing. There's so many ways in which it's weird. <laughs> like how? Okay, first of all, you're always Brittany. <laughs> it's a weird way to start. I can't stop it now because we're at 85 episodes. Like, I think if we go back to episode two, I say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe it started as not something on purpose. Okay, here. L let me go. Also, also you you always leave off the the <laughs> it's always welcome to can welcome back to canto by dispatch today i'm Brittany. <laughs> okay here i'm gonna go back i'm gonna go back to episode two right now and see if <laughs> see if we set if i say this i mean i don't know if it was too it was early yeah oh the old theme song oh yeah the sonic one wait wait okay wait welcome to canto by dispatch Today, I, I'm Brittany. <laughs> and yes, you can tell it's always a is my friend, Emily. And Hi, <laughs> what I love is the hesitation there. You hear the hesitation in your voice where you realize, wait, what did I just say? No, no I realized the fuck I'm Brittany. Damn it. <laughs> Is that why you do it? You keep hoping that one day you won't be? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> it's a lot to be Brittany. <laughs> oh, God. <gasps> well, I'm honored that you want to put that on a pin. I've always, I've always wanted to be either shirt or accessory worthy. And maybe one day I will be. So I'm honored. Whew. But that's, I mean, that's pretty great. Yeah. But thank you, Kimberly, for emailing us. And I can't wait to meet you. And talk about your cats. 
And what we said um, applies to everybody. Like, <clears throat> you know, like we said, like we're staying with 15 people. There's a lot of people at Celebration who we know we know who we want to meet up with. But if if you're going and you listen to us and you don't, you know, if you don't know us or even if you don't interact with us a lot, but you want to meet up, just, you know, like send us a message and we'll be like, oh, we'll be at this panel or we'll be here at this time and then we can like hang out. Yeah. Well, um, I think that's all the emails we got this week. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. <sighs> Look, it was rough going. We got there in the end. Yeah, we did good. We had some laughs. We had some Brittany almost, or Emily almost killing Brittany. And... <sighs> but where can we find you on social media and the podcast you can find me on twitter and instagram at eflind you can find the podcast at cantobite pod you can send us emails at cantobitepod at gmail.com you can find some merch at tpublic.com slash user slash eflind And you can find me on Twitter as Canto Brit and Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Uh, Canto Bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a canto bitch. Brittany the Ginge and Emily Lind. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, canto bitch number one.